I'm Farah Duro, and you're listening to the PCS Revolution Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the PCS Revolution Podcast. Today, I'm here with Dr. Angela Tran, who's a board-certified internal medicine and bariatric physician, and she also practiced primary care since 2007, and she recognized that obesity was often the root cause of many chronic medical conditions that she saw in her office, including diabetes and high blood pressure. Because of her internal medicine background, she has a greater understanding of the medical complexities that often serve as barriers to weight loss. And today, specifically, we're going to talk about how that affects women with PCOS as well, since in our practice, too, we see this every day. It's a big struggle, and I know that a lot of you guys are looking for answers, and she has seen the struggles also firsthand with her patients. And so her practice is dedicated solely on weight management. I believe you're located in Denver, correct? Um, yes. That's great. So thank yes. you for being on our show today and welcome. I'm so excited to be here. This is one of my favorite topics, actually. Great. And tell us a little bit about what inspired you to really, I mean, I know that you'd seen it day to day. You know that a lot of things were happening with your patients, but you just needed to get to the bottom of, of the weight issue. So what, what really made you really want to focus on this specifically with your training also? You know, what I found is this is that women are trying fad diet after fad diet, right? And we don't know what works and what doesn't work. And the reality is this is that everybody has a unique body and unique metabolism. And they forget that you actually need to look underneath before you even start any diet and exercise program. So that's why as a medical weight loss expert, I'm really able to look under the hood and really understand what specifically women, now I'm in my 40s, so that's a whole nother topic in itself, but it is really hard with hormone levels and, you know, different body fat and muscle composition. And I'm here to just set the record straight and help all of my females who struggle, but don't realize it's actually their bodies and not so much the diet that they're following. Oh, so true. Yeah. And could you tell us a little bit about what, you know, is really the one thing that you see that's holding a lot of your patients back from reaching their goal weight? You know, so a lot of it is actually mindset. I mean, if you are someone typically who has struggled with weight all these years, you have sort of developed a negative inner voice. You've tried this, you've failed at this, you've been criticized by this person. And, but what happens is it's turned into your own inner voice. And it truly holds us back to really conquering what health truly can be achieved. And in fact, I actually wrote a book on Amazon called Fat Girl Funeral. Based off of this, it was all about eliminating that negative inner self-critic so that you can break free and really find the healthy body that you truly deserve. Wow. And that is such a great title too. I'm thinking thinking of also patients that we have that sometimes will look in the mirror and still see themselves as a hundred pounds overweight, even after the weight is gone. So how do you go about changing that mindset too? Very good question. So, you know, in honesty, not to give people an out, but when they come to me, they don't realize that it's not you that's the problem, it's your body. Now, speaking to your listeners who have polycystic ovarian syndrome, you should not be doing your 
girlfriend's diet because you do not have the same body. And so when they come to my office, they're very surprised when I'm able to chemically straighten them out and then change everything. And then once you are successful, you change your mindset. And believe it or not, it's actually easier to make healthier choices when you feel like you're winning the game. And that's what I do. Small wins, right? Not a- Yes. And, and I think, so how would you approach someone who is coming to your practice for weight loss, who does have PCOS and who needs to lose over 30 pounds, for instance? Do you start with blood work or do you start with giving some sort of plan first? Very good question. So during our consultation, it is 60 minutes. It's a really in-depth interview where I have to know what diets you've tried in the past. Because unfortunately, most of my patients have tried many that actually have put their bodies in a worsened metabolic condition. So just knowing their composition from how well they burn calories, you know, how slow their metabolism is, their body fat percentage. If you've had kids, if you haven't had kids, how old you are, things like that. So we do a full on medical history, medications, things like that. Then we'll go, yes, into lab work. And we have the opportunity to be extensive, but I'm very targeted. I don't like to order thousands and thousands of labs. I'm very specific on what I order because I know which area needs to be targeted. And once we fix those things, then literally we will get results within the first week if you follow my program. Very cool. And I think that there are definitely people out there that have been trying diet after diet after diet. Um, So your metabolism is affected by that, correct? I mean, we see that, you know? Yeah. And I want to educate to your listeners, you know, if you have PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome, you also have a condition called insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome. Essentially what that means is that the hormone insulin is actually instead of burning blood sugar for energy, it's putting it into storage. So you really have to have a different approach to your nutrition and even exercise to really make it work. And that's what we dissect at our office. Do you recommend medications also to address the insulin resistance first or do you do simultaneous diet and exercise? Well, one of the things that we just discussed with our patients, now I'm not necessarily a pill person. In fact, the girls will laugh at me. I took uh, prenatal gummy vitamins when I was pregnant with Haley. What I do is, is that I offer a variety of different strategies. For some women who want to take medications, yes, there are prescription medications that as a medical doctor, I'm able to prescribe and monitor to help you release the barriers that you're experiencing. On the flip side, putting you on my particular nutrition protocol, a lot of women don't even need it. They just don't realize that they were not nutritionally getting what they needed in order to lose weight. So there's actually several different pathways that we can go to. That's great. Because I know a lot of listeners can agree that the metformin does have side effects, the GI Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, disturbance and that sort of thing until their body adjusts to it. And then once they start a healthy diet and exercise program, sometimes they just don't need the metformin so much anymore. So then monitor that. So I know some people ask about berberine and we go, well, berberine and metformin together is a bit much, you know, like you Mm -hmm. don't really need it. So I think it is key, but you know, sometimes we think, can this person's lifestyle actually work with this? Because a lot of women are very busy. They're on the go. They're not 
prepping, like meal prepping, right. and sizing and all of that, or they're doing a lot of travel. So what would you say to someone who really, you know, is, is not able to carve out that time, you know, to really focus on what to eat so much instead of just kind of getting that insulin resistance balanced first, I guess. Yes, I think you described every other American in this country, right? (laughs) You know, the beauty of what we are living in 2019, be resourceful. We're at the point where there's no excuses. If you don't have time, then you can pay to create that life. So what I mean by that is, is that there are healthy meal deliveries that can cook or prepare meals for you. If you are an executive, have your assistant call in advance, you know, what restaurant are you going to be entertaining your clients and then tell you what you need to order. Here in our office, we provide nutritionally complete meal replacements in the the shape of shakes, soups, and bars are just pretty much just as convenient as it can be. It really is more of a priority I think that people get caught up in this excuse. It's just a priority. And if you feel good about your health, you actually will figure it out. So I recommend people just being resourceful with all of the technology and things that we have available, you know, today. Very true. Can you tell us one of your success stories? I was reading that on your website and it seems like there's been, you know, you've had a lot of success with women also that are losing quite a bit of weight over, you know, 80 hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's our sweet spot. And because as a medical weight loss doctor, I enjoy that because I'm able to help patients lose that amount of weight in a safe way. I mean, I cringe every time one of my girlfriends tells me another diet because it could potentially be harmful. But we actually did celebrate Jennifer who hit her hundredth pound mark in 10 months. Yes. And speaking of a busy professional, she travels quite a bit and she also works from home. But she also had a very chaotic type of lifestyle. She didn't know which city she would be in the next week. She didn't know how many days she was going to be at home. So we put her on our meal replacement program to metabolically reset herself. And I tell you, the 50 pounds, sure, she, you know, she had to take them on the airplane. But what she found is was so much easier not having to make choices. Mm -hmm. She didn't have to find a place. As soon as she hit the hotel, she didn't have to find a place to get food. She really enjoyed sort of me telling her what to do. And after we hit the 50 pound mark, I said, okay, well, where do you want to go next? And she's like, let's just keep going. And I mean, I'll let you know that the second 50 pounds went off even faster than the first 50 pounds because we were just constantly cleaning up how she burns calories. And that's just the medical way of what we do for all of our patients. Very nice. And so I know as you transition also to reintroduce foods back, you know, so you do, is it two shakes a day and a lunch or is it pretty much shakes throughout the day or? It depends on the patient's lifestyle. Now for her, she really enjoyed having, you know, a couple of shakes and maybe a bar in the afternoon, and then she'll have a protein vegetable at dinner. But we really spend a lot of time slowing down, transitioning her so that she can create sort of what is doable for her. 
And you had mentioned, again, we gave her several different resources on, again, a healthy meal delivery system. We also created her a custom meal plan and also directed her to some of our favorite apps that she can use on her phone just to keep her in check. And now she's like, she's like running her health like she's running her career. I mean, it's so parallel to how we deal with life, really. That's awesome. And you notice the markers about A1C and glucose mm-hmm. and insulin and mm-hmm. all of those things. You're checking those throughout the whole time. And, and what do you normally see? Like how long does it take generally for those to come down? You know, honestly, our average person loses about 15 to 20 pounds in just the first month. So I'm already checking the A1C within about a four to six week time frame from where they start. I mean, we've seen people who start out at 12 and all of a sudden hit the seven just with the first repeat. And that is in itself is even more rewarding than just the pounds off the scale. I think people really, you know, it can be scary to have an A1C that high. And so to just understand that they can really change, you know, their health just through food and weight loss, that's the best part of what we do. Definitely. And you want something that's sustainable as mm-hmm. well. So you mentioned when I was looking over your website that you guys actually transitioned for about 50 weeks or so. It looked like there yep. was a longer period of time where you're basically just reintroducing things and, you know, kind of seeing how your body's responding, I guess, to that or. Yep. And the secret is health is a habit. We have to dedicate what, you know, how many years did you create bad habits And then the length of time where we've created good habits, because the secret, and this is something that I mentioned in my book, you should be on automatic. Your health should no longer be negotiable. It should be to the point where this is just how you live your life. And that really is the secret to maintaining it all is when you don't talk yourself out of, you know, not going to the gym or, you know, you automatically say no to the ice cream that you ate every single night. And I guess we've really been able to get people to develop the habits that truly help you be successful long-term. That is so true. Do you feel like there is a food addiction out there? Or I mean, is there such a thing? Because I know that people go back and forth on that and say, oh, well, it doesn't really exist or it does, you know, but what is your thoughts on that? I'm so glad you brought that up. I tell you, sugar is the new most addicted drug in America. And here's our problem. Guess what? It is available everywhere. It's available at the grocery store, in our schools, in our homes. We do not have to go on the streets, so to speak, to get sugar. And people don't realize that sugar rewards the same part of the brain as alcohol you know, heroin and cocaine. And so you're absolutely right. I mean, we are going in the wrong direction and it's really hurting us, you know, all over the place, not just with our weights, but just even our mental function as well. I was looking up Starbucks, not to put Starbucks down, but man, let me tell you, <laughs> their frappuccinos are, that's a, that's definitely going to put you in a diabetic coma. Those are, those are heavily, heavily sugared. And I see kids drinking them all the time. And it's like, what are they doing? Even at my kids' elementary school, coming out of the car with a humongous frappuccino. And yeah. I, I think they have, I mean, some of them have at least 60 grams of sugar or more. Mm-hmm. 
lot. So I think that's just being that that's one drink and that's probably yeah. enough calories for the whole day. <laughs> yes, and, and we wonder why, you know, kids can't pay attention. They're having concentration problems and it makes me sad that kids are now being put on medications and that's truly just the wrong direction. And we need to go back to the basics and really understand how important nutrition is to our education. That's so true. And I think that what you're doing is, is wonderful because it's, it's also the education part that comes in, into play with any weight loss program. I think that you could, if someone wants to lose 10 pounds for a wedding coming up, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you can buy any of those books out there, you know, that will tell you to do this or that. And then that weight will come back because there's not the habit, like you said, that's there. So that's part of it. I think it helps to have support, definitely. Yes, yes. And many of my patients who have PCOS also struggle with fertility. I mean, I do see patients who come to me and say, I want to have a baby, but, you know, they've been struggling for over a year or two to try to become pregnant. And the reality is, is that when we help them metabolically reset themselves, their fertility improves. I mean, we, we have a little uh, joke in the office. We've made a couple of MedFit babies, you know, <laughs> since we've been in practice. And that's probably one of the best parts too, just knowing that these women truly were meant to be mothers, but their body was fighting against it. And again, through nutrition and weight loss, we just made it that much easier for them. It's awesome. And do you follow up with them after? Like, I know because postpartum, it can be hard Mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. when the weight can creep up a little bit. Um, Oh, absolutely. We see patients for years. I mean, we will walk them through their whole life journey. And we find that patients, we always have to remind them that, okay, have the baby, enjoy, and then we will help you when the time is right after the baby is born. So we really are able to help them make modifications throughout that entire process. And when do you recommend someone start looking at the weight issue like at postpartum? Is it, you know, six months or a year or when do they, when do you recommend that they, they return to you? For women who are breastfeeding, I really encourage women to sort of concentrate on feeding the baby for at least a good six months. Obviously, we counsel them to eat and make good, healthy choices, but to really start a true diet and weight loss journey back, I really don't recommend being too aggressive until right around, I just use like the nine month mark. I mean, it took you nine months to make the baby. You really need at least a good nine months to a year to just let your body kind of go back to its original hormone status. I did the same thing. I mean, I needed my body to sort of rest, but then I did my own program and I lost the 40 pounds that I gained. Thankfully, I knew what I was doing and was able to, you know, naturally get back to my pre-baby weight which was really good. Yes. Very great. And and as far as uh, I want to get this question in, because I know there's so much around weight loss and we probably can't possibly answer every question, but I would say that being, you know, a bariatric physician, what Mm -hmm. do you recommend as far as if someone is preparing for bariatric surgery and what things that, you know, would be helpful for them actually after the surgery and that sort of thing, if they are going that route? 
I'm glad that you brought that up because you know, I support surgery. Surgery has a role in weight management. However, it really requires a very delicate process. To make sort of like a summary, what I recommend to patients is, is that if you struggle with portion control and you feel like you overeat, no matter what you do, you've tried medications, you've tried every diet under the sun, surgery certainly can help correct that problem when you feel like you are at a loss. However, what I found in my practice is that a majority, if not over 90% of my patients who struggle with weight have an emotional component. And I really want to emphasize to all the listeners out today, if you have any type of emotional component to your weight, unfortunately, surgery won't fix that. And in fact, it will make it worse. And we've seen patients who not only have gained the weight back after surgery, but they struggle with depression and they're in and out of hospitals, you know, with different complications. And so that's why I, I took, a, took upon my role as a non-surgical weight loss doctor. It really all boils down to support and behaviors. That's the true secret to weight loss. It's not the diet and the exercise programs, the support and behaviors. And, and that's, that's sort of the expertise that we offer for all of our patients. That's really interesting that you said that because I guess I was thinking about all the research now out about the gut and serotonin, you know, manufacturing okay. and mood. And okay. so I wonder if there is a link to that perhaps also when you're talking about you know, surgically removing a part of someone's yep. digestive tract. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and surgery is irreversible. I mean, it is a, just a, quite a big step to the other side. And like I said, I've seen many successful patients who have done surgery, but unfortunately, I've seen too many unsuccessful patients who've done surgery. And so that's where we fit into the weight loss industry is to really help patients who don't truly need surgery, there is hope for them out there and they can manage on their own, you know, without having to go through such a process like that. And what's the biggest weight loss you've seen personally in your, your clinic? Oh, so uh, the, I still remember him. He's great. We still see him today. So he started out at 400 pounds and wow. he has lost almost 200 pounds. In fact, he sent me a picture of him climbing a 14er here in Colorado. So wow. 14,000 feet mm -hmm. elevation. And one of his driving forces is that he wanted to take his family to the Grand Canyon, but at 400 pounds, he was not able to do that. And then I got a picture with his family the other day and just smiling face and you know, young kids and just as active as can be. So like I said, it just true, it just requires true dedication and commitment and the right formula and support and behaviors, you can accomplish this in a, a very short time frame. And that's just what we do here. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful story. And I was just out in Colorado and Boulder for my husband's Ironman. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That I mean, I was just climbing at seven thousand feet. Oh my and goodness. I can't imagine twice that. I mean, that was tough. So this guy is 
he's on fire. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule and talking to us today. I uh, definitely am going to list your book in our show notes. I'd, I'd love to check that out and I recommend that to my patients as well. And I will definitely list your blog as well. I think that it's important to have this conversation around weight loss and definitely there's support out there. So, so I really appreciate what you do. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I just want to give all of your listeners, there is hope and you just need to have, again, the right formula and the right support and behaviors and you can achieve health and all you deserve to be. Great. Thank you, Dr. Tran. And thank all of you guys for listening. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next Tuesday. Take care. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, you have to check out the PCOS Revolution Academy, where we go through all these topics and an easy to follow, totally online, step-by-step process so you can stop giving PCOS the upper hand. Join me over at thepcosrevolution.com to find out more about how you can sign up and also get access to some very cool freebies I've created for you. I'd love to have you join me inside of the Academy for our monthly live Q&A session to get all of your PCOS questions answered personally. Thanks so much for listening and see you soon. 